Welcome back to the Resistance Broadcast, everybody. I'm John. Thanks for joining us on this Monday. It is April. Uh, April showers bring movie announcements this week at Star Wars Celebration. Maybe. <laughs> uh, this is our last episode before Celebration. We are heading to London in three days. Two days? Three days. Depends on the time zone. But the three of us are heading to London for Celebration. Uh, and if you are joining us over there, we'll see you there. Uh, if not, we're going to do our best to make sure we cover Celebration for all of you here on our channel. So make sure you do subscribe to the channel. Uh, and if you're watching this, uh, you know where to subscribe. If you're listening to this, it's youtube.com slash at the resistance broadcast. Because uh, we want to bring you into the experience as much as we can. We're going to do a lot of coverage on the show floor, covering panels, live tweeting, all that sort of stuff. And of course, some sort of abridged version of a Mando fan show for uh, this week's episode of the mandalorian so a lot going on uh but we're glad you're here with us on this monday now they they're likely saving a lot of the star wars news for celebration so we're not doing a resistance report this week but we have some other cool stuff that we're going to get into including your submitted questions at the end of the show we have a very cool pod race as well and uh but before we get to our first segment of the day i just want to remind everybody for celebration if you are going first of all if you're not going we're going to do our best to record our live podcast so that you can check it out. No guarantees on streaming. Uh, as we all know, the internet at these conventions are not great. But if you are going to Celebration on Sunday, April 9th at 11 a.m., of course, London time, uh, we are doing our live podcast at the HoloNet News Stage Room 17. So please join us for exclusive giveaways, uh, maybe some surprises, and of course, a fun time with TRB. So come check us out there sunday at celebration uh and then also um that's it <laughs> that's it for the best <laughs> uh james and Lacey, we anything you want to say about this week uh it's celebration we're going uh it still hasn't hit me yet which is getting me a little mm -hmm. nervous uh i haven't packed uh how are you guys feeling feeling good feeling nervous feeling ready what's the deal i'm ner i'm nervous about sleep Mm -hmm. i know james has, things. he's brought this up which i didn't realize until you brought it up james was the plane to london sleep yes the plane the plane to london sleep is like in real time it's like you're getting on a plane at like 2 p.m and then it will land at like 11 p.m or midnight somewhere in there and then there'll be a, a changeover and then the next flight will land at like one or so what you what will feel like to you at like one in the morning but at that point when you're landing that's the beginning of your day in england that's going to be like 7 a.m that's the that's how we're starting so we're going to the hotel then we're going out and we're spending our day in london so basically all that would be what feels like your nighttime we're we're checking into the hotel at 3 a.m. We're getting a shower. We're going out at 4 a.m. Well, hopefully we're checking in all day. They like, said you know we can't I mean? check until three. So I'm hoping that they'll at least give us one room at the hotel. Yeah, you know what I'm saying, though? It's like yeah. it's basically we like you always take a nap when we get there. Sure. I but... like that. Because like <laughs> then you, you feel a little bit better. Sleep between like 6 p.m. and midnight, then, and that's only six hours you are doing like a full like two day thing. Yeah. Yeah. Yes. Well, that's why a lot of people take the extra aids. day or well, sleep, I say yeah. sleep aid on the plane. Yeah. I'm going to do something. I got to zonk out. <laughs> I'm gonna do something. Um, 
All right. All right. Here's the deal. Uh, we do have a fun show in store for you now. We're going to get things kicked off right now with our first segment, Will of the Force. I fear nothing for all this as the Force wills it. Yeah. Will of the Force this week is going to be brought to you by patrons because hey, they support the show and they get to submit questions. So occasionally we pull out questions out of the mixed bag there and we're going to kick it off this week with one of our majors b-rad who sent us over the question will we learn the living part of the living waters are actually midi chlorians and the mandalorian armor is slightly imbued with uh force properties imbued with force properties so i'm going to send it over to lacy first on this one um, we maybe got our first introduction to this recently, uh, with Mac from children of the watch kind of brought this idea to us. I don't know if you read yeah. the idea from that or not, but do you think there's any chance that we're going to see this process of the living waters have anything to do with midi chlorians, the force and anything? Yeah, great? that be read. This is a great question because I'm going to be honest. I didn't even consider the, you know, special slash magical powers of this water until it was brought up on the episode with uh, Mac Lacey from Children of the Watch. Not because I didn't see it, because I think I did see it. It's just one of those things that I didn't necessarily focus Mm -hmm. in on. And when it was brought up as a conversation of, oh, the forge is mystical, the waters are mystical, they have some type of effect on you when you're around them or in them, to me, that makes it that much cooler because I think that when you get into discussing the Force and Jedi, like that magical thing has, is what kind of pulls us all in, right? Like the idea that these people have superpowers um, is just something that's really intriguing. So I don't know if I would say that they have midichlorians in the water, but maybe something about being connected to the force which i understand would be midichlorians i'm still gonna i'm gonna be honest i still don't understand the connection of midichlorians to the to the force because it's like it's just very confusing because you hear one way in one movie and then another way in another movie and i know that like yeah you could explain this and that but to me the force is always just like a living thing it's not necessarily like a like a force field like a energy more than this factual thing if that makes mm-hmm, sense. Mm-hmm. Uh, we, we, yeah, I think we to do a deep dive on midichlorians one time and really try to get in on we it. We could but... totally do that, but I'm going to tell you right now, unless I like take time to really think about it, I'm going to be so confused. <laughs> <laughs> well, John, what do you think? Do you think there's any chance that the living part of the living waters are actually midichlorians? I do not, um, but I do think that there's something strong as far as the presence of the force in those waters. Um, I, I sensed that I sound like a Jedi. I sense that (laughs) I'm confused right now. Um, (laughs) no, but I sense that they are trying to shy away from the term midichlorians a lot. Uh, when they talk about the force these days, and I'm glad that they do. Maybe know. that's why I'm so confused because it seems like they were such a big thing in the prequels and then like they haven't really been brought up again. Yeah, I think well, they were I only think... said one time. 
Yeah, they were a big thing in the prequels, but Qui Gon only mentions them and one time. Mm-hmm. Well, they talk well several times because they talk about Yoda's count, and they're actually quantifying the amount of force you have via midichlorians, and they 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 do yeah, in Phantom Menace. Yeah, but I think I like it better when the force is just this sort of we're not sure what this is. Like Lacey said, you can't quantify it and that sort of thing. Um, and I think that maybe if you blast her to his head, George Lucas maybe would say like yeah maybe i went a little too sciencey with that but i don't know i don't want to speak for him he's the maker he can do whatever he wants but i i do think there's something about like max said when we had him on from children of the watch about how those induced flashbacks when she was hitting the iron and you see the waters and there's something going on with the waters um and also the fact that the force like obi-wan said it binds the galaxy together lives through us and all living things and those flashbacks that didn't had doesn't mean he's necessarily force sensitive, but the force uh, works in ways to connect everyone to the past, present, and future. Um, same with Grogu. So I think there's something there. I just don't think they're going to say midichlorians. Yeah, I don't think they'll ever say midichlorians. But I, I'm my only question with midichlorians that I'd like to go on the deep dive with is is the presence of the force then required to have midichlorians or not. Cause I thought maybe it was, but I'm sort of leaning towards maybe that's just like a happenstance, like for, for the, mm-hmm. in certain circles, there are midichlorians when there are, you know, something around like, mm-hmm. like, I don't know, like if you happen to have potatoes, you might have gophers or something, you know, if you grow potatoes, then you might have gophers or something like that. But like not every place that grows potatoes would have gophers because they're not native. Mm-hmm. Does that make sense? <laughs> well, do gophers, do gophers really like potatoes? I think gophers are I where I'm pulling that from is Winnie the Pooh. <laughs> so <laughs> like going after the garden uh, mm-hmm. thing. I was mm-hmm. just trying to come up with like a wild animal, like in certain situations. Yeah. There might be midichlorians that surround certain force users or whatever. And maybe in Jedi circles, that is more of an attraction. Whereas no, different you. forms of the force, um, like the Mandalorian thing is like, for whatever reason, they're not, the midichlorians mm-hmm. don't roll with Mandalorians because they're u- right. you're utilizing or pulling a different aspect of the force. It's mm-hmm. not right. the kind that the Jedi. So the midichlorians are attracted to the Jedi version, but not so much the Mandalorian one. Maybe I don't know. So I, I think midichlorians know, but, um, but I, I don't know. The force is just so mysterious that at this point, literally they could write anything they want and we would go cool. More information about the force, mm-hmm. you know, it did then that that would just be it. So I I think you got to put this question up to as a as a hard maybe, uh, but I think it's a really interesting comment, and I think that this whole thing has Dave Filoni written all over it. I think he's the person that would be like, well, see the force, you know, and he kind of like it does his whole like thing where you're like, dude, he get I don't know what he just said, but he gets it, you know? Yeah, right. Like <laughs> meanwhile, he's texting George on the side, like. Yeah. Oh, it, what I'm supposed to say. Yeah, and I think George would have <laughs> went in because didn't he say to James Cameron his whole thing was like his whole pitch was about the biopic. Look, we talked about we yeah. talked about this table of five George Lucases from different right. decades talking and disagreeing. Um, the next question for Will the Force this week is going to be: Will we see R2D2 and C3PO on the big screen in 
a new Star Wars movie before 2030. We're given like seven years to this Will of the Force question. John, what do you think? I think so. Um, think so? Yeah, I think because you can tell other stories and have these two go on the adventure the same way they found themselves on an adventure in A New Hope after what they did in the prequels. And it doesn't have to be Skywalker Saga. It doesn't have to be episode 10. It can be with Ray. It doesn't have to be. Uh, R2 is the keeper of the wills. Um, and Anthony Daniels is still around and he likes being involved. And it wouldn't shock me if, you know, he maybe not necessarily got in the suit anymore, but helped out whoever was and then did the voice and that sort of thing. I just think those two are the biggest like rocks and, and staples in Star Wars that I have a really hard time wrapping my head around them making three to however many more movies over the next seven years and those two not appearing in them. So I'm going to say yes. Yeah. Lacey, what do you think? I'm going to also say yes. I think they're just really easy to connect all the stories together. So it's kind of a no brainer and everybody knows who they are, no matter how many star Wars you've movies and films and whatever you've seen and how many you haven't. Like my parents know who R2D2 and C3PO are. Right. And they don't know anything else. So I think it's always good when Star Wars brings back those recognizable characters and places and ships because it connects people that aren't the diehards into that galaxy. Um, So I think this is a no brainer. I actually think they're going to be in the one in 2025 Mm -hmm. if it happens. Mm -hmm. (laughs) Yeah. I'm I'm agreeing with that too, Lacey, because I think that right now like they're sort of falling back on when they released rogue one and they were a little bit more like what are the rules of star wars can we break this or not and they stuck them in there just because they were like you know you put them in there john you said this it grounds it immediately as like a star wars film they also marketed the whole film with vader well yeah but that i mean but i'm saying like a recognizable (laughs) character like that i'm agreeing with you yeah um it's but i think they've fallen back on the thing now where they're like not sure what they're doing with their movies so Mm -hmm. i think it's likely that that's just an easy way for them to throw that in there almost to the sense of like kathleen kennedy saying like we need to include these characters somewhere or another uh because Mm -hmm. we want to we want to reinvigorate that star wars is back and big screen thing and this is the easiest way probably to do it um I mean, obviously, whatever director is going to do tons of things that's going to bring out Star Wars, but it's just that's for the lowest common denominator type thing. I mean, if you Um, compare it to something like the success of Avatar 2, right? If you were to ask a lot of people that saw Avatar 2 what happened in Avatar 1, they'd probably be like, I don't know, there were like blue people and there were aliens and whatever. Like people recognize the Navi. They don't necessarily mm-hmm. recognize and name all the characters. So then when Avatar 2 came out, they were like, oh, I remember this group of aliens. I'm going to go see it again. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Like, I don't think there's diehard, you know, tons of diehard Avatar fans compared to Star Wars. But I think people know what Avatar is and that recognizable character and, and look of those aliens drew people into the movies because they knew what to expect. And right. also, 
You know, I've been feeling this way for a while about this, and I know I've probably said it and it sounds like a broken record, but characters like this are evergreen. You know, I know mm-hmm. Anthony Daniels isn't going to be around forever, but they can make his voice. They did it with James Earl Jones. Um, and Kenny Baker's been gone a long time, and R2 is still around. And you can introduce new characters like, like we did on our Spice Run on Patreon with David Probus. I don't care if it's 400,000 years from now. These two droids could technically still be around then. So they are, they are not beholden to the aging of humans which we're doing better of with you know and and stuff but you know what i'm saying so these guys can ride on for a long time and do different things good answers right so another uh one of our patrons sent in a question this time it was commander stephen bowman and stephen asked us will din and grogu be featured as characters in ahsoka similarly to how they were in book of boba fett um, and he also goes on to say at Star Wars. Oh, no. Nope. Sorry. That's it. That's the next question. <laughs> I don't know why I read it that way. <laughs> I didn't I didn't put I didn't bullet them. That's... Yeah, I don't I don't know why I did that. But yeah, so uh, Stephen wants to know, will Din and Grogu be featured as characters in Ahsoka, similar to how they were in Book of Boba Fett? Um, Lacey, you're actually back at it this time. First, what do you think? Mm-hmm. Great question, Stephen. I think that it's a natural thread to kind of assume that Mando will be in these other shows because they kind of set the tone with Book of Boba Fett, which is seen as a Mando 2.5. I think that even though Ahsoka is a different story and it's a story that's obviously being continued from other Clone Wars and Rebels and such, I think that they will show up at some point to then connect it back to the Mandoverse. Because they've been building all these other storylines and pulling all these other threads within the Mandalorian and Book of Boba Fett that you can't not have them show up in Ahsoka. Because my assumption is when all this Mandoverse stuff is done, Jon Favreau and Dave Filoni and the people at Lucasfilm would like you to watch these things back to back to get the full story. So I'm going to say yes. Mm. John, what do you think? I was leaning towards a no because I don't know that I want them to be in there because I don't want people to keep using that like, oh, they're just using Baby Yoda to get people to like Dave Filoni's stories or whatever. Um, uh, but I think Lacey's right in that this is the Mando verse. You know, it starts with him. And whether it's even just a... Because the way Favreau's telling this story, he's using real time as the time jumps. He's saying... Mandalorian season two was two years ago. Book of Boba Fett was a year ago in the timeline. And now we're here. It's probably good to get that sort of check in with the two of them. I'm not saying they're going to be a, a, bar, a part of the big story for, right, for it. Right. But it also would be like really cool to see for like, I keep saying force goes to Anakin, but like him, like seeing Grogu or something, you know, like that'd be kind of cool, mm-hmm. but just maybe that's sort of like timestamp check to see what, what's going on with Din and Grogu in the eight months later after Mando season three or something like that, whether it's for a part of an episode or a full episode or whatever, because there's a lot Mm -hmm. of stuff that they need to do with this Ahsoka series. I feel like if they put these guys in for the ride, it would just take away from the importance of that series. And I'm sure Filoni knows that. Mm -hmm. Uh, And there's just a lot of other characters we want to meet again or meet for the first time. So I think, yes, uh, Lacey sort of convinced me there, but I think it would be brief. You're welcome. Brief cargo. My my thing is that I think that we have sort of written this story in our head that it's Ahsoka and Sabine leaving and going on this journey where they're like 
climbing over mountains based on Dave Filoni's artwork. And, you know, they're going into the unknown territories and they're going to find this thing. So it's like, what would Mando even have anything to do with this? But the truth of the matter is it's, it's that is one possibility. And there's so many other possibilities that Mando and Boba Fett and Fennec Shand or any of these characters could really be part of the story. We just don't know what it is yet. And I'm going to go on just the whole like, Disney and Mandoverse and marketing of all this stuff. I, I do think that they are going to somehow or another be involved in the series. They will appear in episodes. Um, but I, I, I do think like as a fan and uh, of rebels specifically and going into this, I go, they don't need to be there that I guarantee this show is going to be fine completely on its own without those characters being involved and that almost brings on what you're talking about, John, is that little bit of like, like I double dog dare you to don't even put them in there. Like mm-hmm. I, I'm so sure that that show will stand on its own that you don't even need them. And you can, you know, show me those characters or whatever in Mandalorian and get us introduced. That's fine. But once Ahsoka actually starts, you don't need any of those characters. But at the end of the day, we're just going to be glad that they somehow found a way to make it all work together. And it's yeah. going to be so cool. And we'll be happy with what they do because like I said, there's it's just, whatever they come up with, it's just going to be one of a million possibilities. And what we're picturing in our head is just one of the options that doesn't and include. This also a lot of the people who are saying they're sick of Grogu to realize that they actually miss him. And they're like, Oh, I wish he was in this show. <laughs> yeah. I think right. there's also a piece here that I kind of touched on in my answer too, is, these characters like Ahsoka and Bo-Katan and all these other, they're only in live action because of the Mandalorian. So John Favreau worked with Dave Filoni to bring those characters to live action, which then branched off yeah. into Ahsoka. So I could see it as a, hey, my character is showing up in your thing and then my character is going to show up in your thing. Yeah. Yeah, you know, it's tricky, too. I, I, I was thinking this morning, and I, I didn't really ever find a good way to put it. I haven't really processed my thought mm-hmm. on the topic. But, like, mm-hmm. seeing Zeb in the show was, to me, something where I'm like, man, this more and more proves to me that, like, you're seeing Ahsoka, and you're seeing Zeb, and you're seeing Bo-Katan, and you're seeing you're going to see Ezra, you're going to see Sabine, you're going to see Thrawn. And all of this is because of animation, like Star Wars animation. And I'm like, there's, it's not to say that the Mandalorian wouldn't be as good of a show if it wasn't for the predecessors of Clone Wars and Rebels. But I'm saying, I think there's a lot that goes into why people like the Mandalorian as much as they do when it comes to the fandom, like the people that watch those shows, because Mandalorian is doing them that favor of actually making the animation be the payoff. And it's like, you now owe that that show the favor. Like I love Mandalorian. Why? Because it's a good show. No, actually partially because they're bringing the things that I loved about star Wars that nobody else liked, which is the animation to live action and proving that all of that time I spent was like worth it. I think also showcasing those fans for me there. It's 
that property is doing a favor for me in, in a way. I can't really like put it into words, but I think you guys get what I'm coming across. Yeah. 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 I know what you mean. I think also there's a piece here of, I think Favreau set off on one adventure when he started. And then as Dave Filoni got involved and conversations started happening and he had, you know, Favreau had known Dave Filoni before this and those journeys and adventures through animation. I think that then, that branched into a bigger thing as mm -hmm. the Mandalorian took off that those conversations were happening where Dave is like, look, I have this character or this is what's happening at this period or what about this? And mm -hmm. I think that you're seeing his influence in these adventures, which is not a bad thing. Um, I just think that it's <clears throat> clearly getting that twist of Dave Filoni. Like you can't look at the Mandalorian and all the characters that have shown up and all these different storylines that are starting to like weave into the Mando's tale and not see Dave Filoni's influence. Yeah. Yeah. And the big picture business wise also is Mando's more widely known than the Rebels crew and Ahsoka. Right. But then it's it could be the other way. It could turn the other way. Yeah. So I think keeping it all in the same bubble and like saying like, if you like the Mandalorian, you're really going to like this show, Ahsoka because Disney, you know, we're in the fan bubble where we're like, of course everyone knows Ahsoka, but like they Disney plus needs other people to watch this stuff and they need other Disney plus subscribers who may not be diehard star Wars fans to be like, Ooh, I'm going to watch this one. And I think making sure it's still connected to the thing that they like in star Wars, which is the Mandalorian is it's not too far beyond their reach. I mean, you have to imagine that there's going to be some fans and some children that are getting into star Wars through the Mandalorian and through Ahsoka. And then like James said, there's a payoff there that they then get to go back and yeah. watch. Like, all we these can see stories. Zeb and uh, someone show up at Peli shop and say like Mandalorian told us that you can help us with the parts or something. Right. It's a little tiny little just touch on that. This is sort yeah. of all in the same relative. It's very cool. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Yeah. I, I think, I think given some more time, I might be able to like format formulate my words a little bit better on that, but uh, it, it's something along the lines of like Mandalorian actually delivering the payoff. Like you want, you want the payoff. You're totally making Ma sense. James Mandalorian is the conduit for wh where the payoff comes from. Right. Mm -hmm. And so therefore, like for a lot of fans, they're like, I would like the Mandalorian if it just had a random guy as the, uh, um, you know, um, <laughs> now I can't even think of what, uh, like what the I'm pilot. Showrunner? Yeah, or some, yeah. Um, no, he's talking about the characters if they were just random oh. characters instead of people we knew. I get what you're yeah. saying. Yeah. Like the uh the 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 outlaw or not the outlaw what what am I looking for the sheriff of the town or whatever but instead it's Cobb they Vanth. made Cobb Banth yes yeah 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 yep. it's uh sorry I was all over the place on that but it's like I think because it is Cobb Banth you go man I really had a great time watching the Mandalorian last week and it's because there's this extra layer of payoff and you feel uh, like anyway, you're in know. on the secret you're in on yes the cool yeah yeah I and get it's it. like uh, the the inside joke it's like it's funnier now because i relate to that or i i i'm at you know it's like a punchline based on your occupation it's like it's funnier to me because i know that's true you know or something like that it's not mm -hmm. just funny on the surface 
it is funny on the surface and that's why the Mandalorian is good, but it's, it, I think there's this extra layer, man, we are going, I'm going so deep on this one. I'm sorry. Okay, but Stephen Bowman, um, great question. And I think we have a lot to um, dive into when it comes to more of that. We'll see what happens at celebration. Um, mm -hmm. We have another question really quick here. Speaking of star Wars celebration, when we are there, will any, uh, will anyone other than Charmin Abdoi Chinoy, uh, Taika Waititi or Sean Levy be announced as a director for an upcoming Star Wars movie. John's laughing. Is it because of my pronunciation? Uh, yeah, I think you pulled a John Travolta at the Oscars. What did I so Adina Nazim? Adina Menzel. Well, I don't know how you said I, I thought it was obeyed. I don't know if uh, maybe I'm saying it wrong, but did you say obeyed? Um, what I don't know what you said. But anyway, obeyed? I know what you're talking about. Yeah. Yeah. Um, do you think that anyone besides those three are going to be announced as a new director? Uh, I don't. Um, I'd be surprised because if the reports are true that Lindelof left because of that director, it sounds like that director is not going anywhere. Um, right. And then, you know, the report said Tyke is still in the mix and Sean Levy as far as we know, since he's still doing his, and I don't think they're going to talk about four movies. So I'm going to say this is it. If if we even hear about all three of these, I don't think there's going to be any others. Um, happy to be proven wrong, but I think this is probably what we're looking at. Lacey, what do you think? Yeah, based on just the knowledge that we have of this situation and the announcements that have been made official versus ones from interviews and or trades, it only makes sense that these three directors are the ones that are going to be talked about. I mean, could you imagine if they actually say Ryan Johnson's moving forward with a Star Wars movie at Celebration? Right, like, right. it would be bananas. But since there hasn't been any talk <laughs> no, of him or anybody else except these people, I have to default to, yes, this is this is it. For now. Yep. We also heard that thing too, um, where it was like three movies are going to be announced. So it's like, well, we, if yeah. we're following attention, if you're paying attention, we have three directors that are kind mm -hmm. of in line. Um, right. And it goes down like in level though, because like Taika Watiti is like officially announced, Sean Levy not officially announced, but has come out and said, yes, I'm doing, doing it. it. And yeah. then Char Charmin is more like, uh, like rumored. never announced or never rumored, but we had somebody else pu very publicly say that they were not getting along and they kind of left the project and it had some, you know, had something to do with this person. So it's like, mm -hmm. you know, it's like even further down the line, but it's uh, so she's the, the most like un or most likely to not be announced, but still the most likely more than anybody I'm, else. Randomly. I'm very curious because everyone is very, conscious about how they react to things publicly Kathleen Kennedy comes out and maybe not everyone at Celebration is dialed into like the news and reports and stuff and she says we want to talk about the future of Star Wars movies I'd like to bring out the director of the next Star Wars movie and she says the name and they, what is the crowd going to erupt I don't think so but are they going to feel obligated to like stand up to support her probably I'm just curious if people are going to be like who I think it's going to be interesting at Celebration because you have to remember that despite what everybody thinks about Kathleen Kennedy, there is a large majority of fans that do not like her. 
And you have to remember last year when Chappick went up on stage at D23, people booed him loud. Did they? Yes. So I would not be surprised if, and I'm not saying I'm this person because I would never do this ever. No, no. Um, I would not be surprised if you heard people booing her when she came out on Like, remember how fast she got off stage when she was at 20 last year at Celebration? Mm-hmm. Oh, and Favreau. Like, she basically ran off yeah. stage and Favreau yeah. like stopped there. Yeah. Um, I would not be surprised if it was a very quick, hey, how's it going? Bye. Do you yeah. think there's any chance that they say, uh, today we're announcing the next Star Wars movie and it's called this and it's going to be this? And then, like, talk a little bit about it, but not bring out the director, not announce the director, nothing, and just sort of keep that off the if table. They're, if they're smart, they'll have Dave Filoni do it. No, I think James is saying, like, don't have the director there. I don't think they'll have the director there because if it falls through, especially if it's on Rocky Roads like it is right now from what we're hearing, I can't see them having the director there unless they had, like, Chris McQuarrie or Spielberg. A household name, right. Jumping yeah, in. That's what I'm saying. I'm saying yeah. they could come out and they could say, we're doing this movie. Here's Taika Waititi to talk about it. Here, we're doing this movie. Here's Sean Levy to talk about it. And then saying that, but that's not the only thing we're working on. We are also in production on a new adventure that has so-and-so and, you know, whatever. And it's going to be about this and it's called, and then boom. And then we look forward to tell you more about that movie in the, you know, in the following years or whatever. But you don't, you don't say her name. And you don't bring her out because, again, it's that same thing you pointed out, John, of like you bring her out. She walks on stage and everybody's it's like saying and now announcing Bob Smith. And everybody's like, what? Yeah, right. Like, why and everyone starts Googling like, what? oh, what movies have they done? None. <laughs> I mean, yeah. if you think about but it I mean, in past years but, when they she hired out- her, so they're going to have to they knew they were going to have that moment. I think where you're they right. announced it on Star Wars dot com or something. And everybody's going to go, who is that? But at the same time, they did bring out Lord and Miller, who people didn't really know who they were in 2016. James, I I was in the room when that happened. So when they came out, people cheered, but didn't really know who they were. They were just like, oh, yay. And then when you think about like, I'm trying to think of who else they've brought out. Gareth Edwards was another one. When he got brought out, people were like, oh, okay, hey, cool. But there wasn't like an eruption like a J.J. Abrams. Yeah, You know what I mean? So I don't think they're against bringing people out like this. I just think that if they're trying to save face and and put their best foot forward with all the rumors and chaos and stuff that's going on, especially with Disney right now, they're going to put someone out on stage that everybody loves, whether it be celebrity that's presenting the panel like they did with uh, what was her name last year? from community i'm blanking oh right yeah i know what you're saying or um you know like i said dave filoni so like they had dave filoni and john favreau come out and talk about their whole section with with skeleton crew and everything and everybody was laughing and cheering because dave filoni if they're smart they're gonna bring someone out or introduce someone from the creative team that's gonna give confidence into what's next yeah, and I don't know if that's Kathleen Kennedy, not because she's not capable, but because I don't know the reaction she'll get from fans. I get this feeling that 
And also because I just read that they're debuting Indiana Jones at uh, Con, which is a month before the movie comes out, which means they're very confident in the new Indiana Jones that they they're going to lean a lot he- of it. They're going to lean heavily. Harrison Ford may even be there. They're going to lean heavily in Indiana Jones to make the make sure the crowd is feeling good. And then they may talk about the new Star Wars movies. But I think, James, you're right in that they probably won't bring this director out. And that might also be because of the shakeups that just happened. Like if they Damon Lindelof, the first ten minutes of Indy. If Damon Lindelof was still in the mix, and he goes, and they both came out together, and they're like, "Oh, the guy who made Lost and right. Watchmen, and and he and he talks her up, and he's like, yep. she's won an Academy Award for this documentary and stuff." Like, let's be honest, if Star Wars Celebration happened in 1980 or 1983, and people were like, "Let's bring out our director for the final Star Wars movie, Richard Marquand," people would be like, "Huh." Right, so it'll right. be the same thing. So I, I don't think that it's important. I didn't really think of it that way. Um, but, I mean, the showcase panel is only. I mean, you could bring minutes. out um, what? Or sorry, ninety minutes. <laughs> sorry, 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 sorry. They're like Indiana Jones and goodbye. <laughs> no, ninety minutes. But I'm saying that's not that much time. It's shorter no, than yeah, you think yeah, it is. Yeah. Um, I was going to so, say, I mean, you could bring out, um, uh, blanking on his name, something night, uh, who did Peaky Blinders, you know, at that point, Peaky Blinders is almost a more recognizable thing, but it was funny. I, I mean, you I could say, and director of, uh, multiple Miss Marvel episodes, but it's still like, I don't know. It's something that I think a room full of people are going to see right through. I thought it was funny though, that in 2012, she co-directed a movie called Saving Face. <laughs> oh geez i think they're gonna do a lot more like john said with indiana jones i could see them showing the first 10 minutes i could see them you know doing something yeah, oh to my pump god it up. that would be insane and then i guarantee they're gonna do an ahsoka poster and an indiana jones poster i mean you're gonna get an ahsoka teaser you're gonna get a skeleton indiana jones poster teaser. for sure yeah uh and i and i just want to be clear about something because you know, I like to make sure people understand what I'm saying. She may wind up directing the one of the best Star Wars movies ever. She may be the great choice. And she's accomplished. She's won Oscars for documentaries. I'm not saying she's not an accomplished person. Um, but she just never directed a feature film before. And it's just a strange choice to me if you're kicking off the next era in one of your major IPs, which needs to deliver. And the company like really needs to start turning things around. It's just a, a little bit of a head scratcher. That's all I'm saying. Um, right, and right. she may prove she may prove to be the greatest Star Wars director ever. You know, so we'll see. All right. Well, that's going to wrap up uh, World of the Force this week. Lacey, do you want to take us into our next section before we head into our Ask the Resistance at the end? Mm-hmm. Guys, it is time for the Patreon pod race. All right. There are lots of ways you can support us. You can like this video, comment, subscribe on YouTube. We are slowly growing there. We appreciate your support. Uh, you can follow us on audio platforms like Apple Podcasts and Spotify. Please leave us a review. It lets us know how we're doing and lets people find us, which is always great. Um, because of you guys, we've been ranking a lot on Apple Podcasts, which is just so amazing to see uh, that such support from the community. and We really appreciate it. So definitely share our show with a friend or someone that might like Star Wars or if you just like us. That, that's also a piece of this. If you just like us, you could share the show. <laughs> Maybe they don't like Star Wars, but we get them into Star Wars, and that's cool too. 
Um, you can also follow us on all the social channels at TRB Podcast. We post stuff regularly on all the different channels. So that's fun too. And we will definitely have highlights throughout the weekend at Celebration and much more. So follow us there. But if you want more than that, if you want to be a part of the resistance and a part of the community that we're building, which is, I can't stress enough how amazing it is and how the people there have changed my life and changed each other's lives. It's just such a great thing to see where people like something so much as just as much as we do. And they want to talk about it all the time and they want to celebrate it with us. And they say, Hey, we believe in you and we want to help you get to your next goals. And that's what this is all about. We really appreciate it. So starting at $5 a month, you can be a part of the Patreon and join the community there and take part in the shows like we did earlier. You can be in our discord, you get mailings and you know, we have special events and live streams and much, much more. You can have over to patreon.com slash resistance broadcast. So this is the part of the show that we let our generals and spice runners, our top two tiers take part. We ask them a question, they give us their answer, and then we kind of discuss a little bit and see uh, what our thoughts are. So before I get there, I want to thank those people. So first we have our generals. Thank you, Carmelo, John Reese, Jetta Rosewater, Frank Grande, Darth Hurricane, Nick Kratz, Christian Morales, Brian Smith, Matt Chitty, Danny, Michael Mori, Matt Heath, Brendan McLaughlin, Count Pepto, Sneaky Zebra, Paul Sullivan, Aaron Ellington, Diana, Ivar, Mike Harrison, Chris White, and Colin Corimor. Corimor? Corimor. Colin, hey. We also have a new general... <laughs> That just joined at the general level, Rapid Raccoon, aka Troy. What up, Troy? Woo! Welcome to the generals. We also have our spice runners, David Probus, who just did a killer spice run chat. That was fun with yeah. us uh, over on Patreon. It was spicy. It was spicy. Neil Talk Shaw, a little Kendall bit about Gell Kathleen Kennedy. We did Kendall <laughs> Gellner, Ryan Wara, David Hornack, uh, Thomas Hennessy, Andrew Staley, Jeremy Myers, and Michael Fry. Thank you guys so much for keeping it spicy as the spice runners. Um, and we also preface that, by the way, one of the best things about our community is that we all have honest opinions, but we respect each other. And that's what's the most yeah. important part. You can all think different yeah. things and have different values and backgrounds and everything else, which is what makes the fandom so great. But our space is a space that's a safe space in the sense of you can express yourself and everybody hears you out. And we just kind of discuss things in a fun way. So mm -hmm. that's my that's my final pitch. But that being said, this week we have Mike Mori. What up, Mike? And we asked him, if you were randomly dropped into the Star Wars galaxy and had no family or friends, where is the first place you would go to try to meet new people and make new friends? Mike, hmm. take it away. Hello, John, James, and Lacey, and all you beautiful Resistance officers. I love this question. And I think the first place that I would go is a cantina. I'd go get some spotchka, maybe a little bite to eat. I'd, uh, as being a drummer, I would probably find a open mic and try to see if I can get in to be a jizz, jizz band drummer. I don't know. Uh, or just find a wine bar similar to Chateau Cellars. Shameless plug. That serves only the finest vintages of Chandril and, and Alderanian wine. Uh, I hope everyone is getting ready for celebration. I hope that you all visit some pubs and cantinas and have some lasting memories. I know I have lasting memories from the last celebration. I got to meet all of you, and I look forward uh, to our interactions on the Discord. May the Force be with you. Awesome job, Mike. Great answer. John, what'd you think? Yeah. Uh, first off, I don't know if that was a tribute to Goodfellas with the uh, single shot walkthrough of the entire place thing, but <laughs> good job. I'm not going to blow up your spot and say some of the behind the scenes stuff you revealed in terms of the production that went into 
said Padres, <laughs> but you did a great job. It's always good to see you too, pal. You always have a smile on your face no matter what's going on. Mm-hmm. Um, and that place looks awesome. So if, uh, celebrations Chateau down in uh, Sellers. Florida, 2025. How far are you from that? Tampa, 45 minutes. We have to go check that out. But um, <laughs> yeah, great answer to your question. Um, I like that aspect of it. I mean, I've met some of my best friends in bars and stuff like that. So uh, I, I think that's a, a good place to start no question about it um and there's really cool looking bars in star wars like you know we've we've been to ogas but there's a lot of other great places in the star wars galaxy to check out mm-hmm. so i think that's a great answer and i'm not familiar with chandrillan or uh alderanian wine but if you say it's good it's your line <laughs> of work so if i'm ever well i can't go to alderaan anymore but if i'm ever in chandrilla i'll check out some but mike all jokes aside thanks for all your support man you're so fun to talk to you're such an awesome presence in the chat and even david probus on his spice room was talking about how you and him have developed a good friendship so just hearing stuff like that means a great deal to me and here's the baseball season and hopefully the yankees still looking down at your tampa rays James, <laughs> yeah i think uh i think an alderanian alderanian wine would be port in the storm i feel like that one gets brought up every once in a while like in a book or something like that and it gets re- every time it gets cross-referenced I'm like i'm pretty sure that was a uh, a wine that was offered to leia and she was like oh my gosh like i can't believe you still have this <laughs> at one point but uh no obvi- obviously great answer as far as like just a, a local sort of water hole if you will <laughs> you know like uh places where people are going to be hanging out and then obviously like your relationships with with music as well like being part of the drummer and all that like um in the band it's like you can always form community over music and there's so much here that you said that's just absolutely true of like a, a an awesome place that you can visit so um, I'm glad that you were able to do the, the pod race, Mike. Um, I, w- I wish you could you could come to celebration as well. It's kind of a uh, a little thing that's unfair is that like you, sometimes you wish you could just tell people like, oh, he's cool. He, he you know, come he let him in or whatever. And then like your flights and your hotels and everything's taken care of. But you can't, you know, everybody's on their own. So um, wish you could be there and uh, hopefully we'll see you at, you know, the next one or some other event or whatever we're doing around your area. Mm-hmm. Mike, great job. Loved your video. Um, I'm always amazed about the effort that our generals and spice runners put into their videos and like the pride yeah. and effort that it takes. And I love that. I think it's great. Um, I agree that probably a cantina is one of the best places, although you can get in some trouble in cantina. So definitely be careful. Um, but I appreciate you. I, I You're one of those super friendly people in our community and online in general like just always reaching out and being nice and like just sharing fun stuff about star wars and i love that so thank you so much for being you um and we're gonna head to john all right it is time to hear from you all out there in ask the resistance i've been wondering what are midichlorians all right. As you know, TRB, what we do around here is we involve our audience in every episode, pretty much. We have a lot of cool segments that we do, Resistance Transmissions, Ask the Resistance, especially we're not we're not doing live shows for uh, streaming series. But uh, this time it's Ask the Resistance, and we put out a call on Twitter for your questions, and you sent them in, and we picked a bunch. Uh, so we're going to do three here. Um, the first one we have here from Chris Vint at Vintos Vault. Uh, what is that, Chris? 
I don't want to go. What's in the vault? Right? Yeah. That's what I want to know. Yeah. And and is is Vintos uh like the rival evil version of mentos like what's going on here let us know chris all right here was here's the deal he said apart from the cameos in the shows what's been your biggest shock or surprise from any of the disney plus shows loving the podcast and safe journey to celebration see you there so you get to tell us what vintos vault is or maybe we'll see vintos vault in london i have no idea chris but thank you for the question what's in the vault (laughs) (laughs) i'm gonna keep it in the vault jerry it's in the vault i'm gonna vault it um all right i don't know what do you guys think any big things stand out to you you can't say cameos so yeah i guess Grogu is the biggest surprise right that nothing will ever top that surprise for me uh that i i literally screamed at like 3 a.m yeah i'm trying Hmm. to rack my brain for anything else that could even come close to that yeah, it's a little difficult because, like, I also wanted to say, like, the dark saber too, but that still falls into the category of cameo for me. I think when I'm looking at this, like, a biggest shock or surprise, um, you could say storyline, like, oh, they killed off so and so or whatever. But mm-hmm. honestly, I'll go a little bit broader with that. I think one of the biggest shock and surprise that came out of this was, uh, and we like to rag on it sometimes, especially like around Obi Wan, we felt like the production was a little bit low, but I think we were all very shocked and surprised and continue to be shocked and surprised that we're getting the level of production that we are for free, basically like with a Disney plus subscription. Hmm. It's not free, but it is, it's not the cost of like going to the theater or whatever. Mm -hmm. Yeah. It feels free because I'm going to have Disney plus regardless. So Uh it's like when it's just on Netflix, it's like, well, Netflix is sure. free, but it's just on Netflix. You know what I mean? I don't have to pay to go see it. I don't have to go work. I can just like put it on. <clears throat> and it's like, this is regular amounts of Star Wars at the level that we're getting. And I think even going all the way from the very beginning of the Mandalorian, all the way to where we're currently at at the Mandalorian and everything in between and or and all of it is that we're looking, we're going, man, they look like this stuff looks good. Like a lot of the special yeah. effects look amazing. Andor's production <clears throat> is nuts. You know, it's like, so I think like the biggest, like one of the biggest shocks is just like the, uh, the value that we're getting out of like seven to $12 a month or whatever. Mm-hmm, you know? mm-hmm. Yeah, that's true. Um, I can't think in terms of the story and presentation, I can't think of anything better than Grogu either. There's some, I mean, the crate dragon like blew my mind. Uh, stuff like that, the Rancor. I mean, but that Grogu thing, I think just everyone will always remember where they were when uh, how about, they watched that. So, how about thinking? Well, I don't know. This might be different for you, John, but how about thinking that we, uh, the Obi Wan series was going to focus on Luke and almost immediately, first episode, it's about Leia? Oh, there's tons of surprises and stuff like that, but in terms of the biggest, um, it's hard to top it, but yeah, yeah I mean, it's a good point. You know, I, I, I didn't know what they were going to do with that. I didn't think they would take. I think the average land. person going yeah, into Obi-Wan is like, oh, it's going to be Obi-Wan and Luke <clears throat> and, you know, whatever. And then it's just like immediately like I didn't even, you know, I think maybe mm-hmm. for us. And I think there was like a report out there and all that. So I think we kind of like had that. But I think for most people, that was probably like a huge shock. To I go, thought there'd be a quick cameo. Of Leia, And then show her and you're like, yeah. what am I watching on screen right now? Yeah. Yeah. Um, all right, next one we're gonna go to Michael Schneider at 99 Mike Schneider. 
who said, I recently saw John Wick 4 in theaters and it reminded me again how amazing seeing stuff on the big screen is. It got me wondering if there was one episode or series of episodes from Star Wars uh, that you wish you could have seen in the theater. So Star Wars TV, which episode would you want to see in a theater? Season 2, Luke Skywalker. Hmm. That's a good one. Finale, I sorry. Mean, I should specify. Yes, Season 2, 1. Season or two, Book of Boba one. Fett. What was it, Episode 7, where Luke Skywalker shows up? With hmm. Ahsoka? Oh, five or six? Seven was, was there, the seven was the last one, right? There were only seven yes. episodes. Oh, then yeah. episode five, whatever it was. Yeah. But yeah, probably first season finale of season two, because that episode to me, the show could have ended there and the story would have been done. Even though I'm happy that's, it didn't, but it could That's a great pick. I'm going with the Obi-Wan Kenobi finale. That's um, what I was thinking too. The Vader Obi-Wan duel on big screen. Oh, that would be cool. Yeah. Um, I think that would have been like big time. So I'm going to go with that. I mean, the Luke thing too is like a great pick. Also, I cried. I straight up cried. I'd love to see it. On a big if screen. it was celebration, they're like, we're screening the Mandalorian season two finale. I'll be like, I'm going right now. Go. Right. I'm already crying. Um, <laughs> retrospect, the final third of the jail, uh, section of Andor. Um, the jumping episode. Oh yeah. One way out. You're one way out. Yeah. Oh yeah. I feel like yeah. if you were watching that show up to that point, you watch the first two episodes and then you're like, just trust me past with a crowd version of yeah. myself. This go into the theater and watch this one and just watch that whole jailbreak happen on, on a big screen. The cheering that would be happening would be. And that's another thing, by the way, with celebration, if you have a chance Can't to go swim. to screen, if you go to, swim. if they do screenings <laughs> of movies at night, sometimes they do mm. try to go to one because it is a different experience being in a room with like diehard Star Wars people. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, all right. Last one here. Um, we're going to go to nerdy underscore Seb at Sebast81300. And basically the question is, if there are movie announcements at Celebration, do you think it will be a new trilogy or different one-off movies? Now, I'm just going to say based on what everything we've been hearing and everything we've been talking about, it doesn't sound trilogy to me, especially with Tyka's thing being right there in the mix. So I'm thinking we're getting individual movie announcements. Um, what do you guys think? I think one-offs because I, th- I forget what it was. It was a couple of months ago, but there was an insider rumor that was... They're doing one-offs, and if it warrants a sequel, they'll do a sequel. So to me, that says, yes, we're throwing a bunch of stuff out and seeing what works. And then if it warrants a sequel, we'll do that instead of guaranteeing one. If that's true, that that just lack of confidence is just like... I remember we discussed it because you said the same thing when we discussed it. You were like, I don't know how I feel about this. Like Star Wars shouldn't be like... Uh, let's try this. Star Wars should be taking big swings, right. but anyway. and that—that's part of my answer too. Is I think it—I think it is that they're individuals, and part of that comes from the fact that I don't feel like Star Wars is strong enough right now to come out and say we're doing a trilogy. I yeah. think everyone will be like, "Yeah, right." I'll we tell just you guys. Right, believe you. I'll tell you right now, though. The more this stuff happens, 
and the more we're not seeing the other actors' careers really explode, I think we're getting more and more closer to them saying, like, we're going to really, like, need to bring that crew back from the sequel trilogy. If I these still think they're don't. going to. I do, too. But I think, like, everybody's, you all need to come back. <laughs> mm-hmm. um, so, we'll, I mean, we'll see. But, you know, I'm staying optimistic. I'm really excited to to hopefully get a movie announcement and then like what I hear what they're doing. What if they just blow us, blow us away with some old Republic things? Like who knows? So I'm excited. It's right around the corner. We're here. We're going to find out in four days what the deal is. So it's (laughs) it's crazy. (laughs) But um, thank you to everybody for submitting your questions. We couldn't get to all of them. We will uh, keep them, you know, on the list. We will get to more of them uh, after celebration. Um, And we'll have a lot more to talk about, hopefully after celebration too. Uh, so thank there, thanks everybody for listening and watching and being a part of TRB. Um, and again, if you are going to celebration April 9th, Sunday, Easter Sunday, 11 a.m., we'll be on the HoloNet News Stage at the convention, uh, HoloNet News Stage Room 17. So don't go to 14, go to 17. That's where TRB will be at 11. Uh, go to 14 for other panels, I'm saying, but at 11, if you want to see us, we'll be in Room <laughs> 17. Um, and we're going to have a great show. We're going to have some surprises, some exclusive giveaways, uh, a lot of cool stuff on our uh, live podcast. And if you've been to one of our uh, two live podcast events, you know what we're talking about in terms of a good time. So, And if you're not going, we are going to record it and we'll get that out to everybody. Um, live stream doesn't sound likely, like we said, but we'll try to get uh, the recorded and produced version out to you. Uh, as soon as we can after celebration, because we want everyone to be able to be there with us. Um, as far as uh, we go, um, again, we'll be covering all of celebration in varying ways, live tweeting, videos, reactions, all sorts of stuff. Uh, so follow us and make sure you got us on all your social media channels and, of course, our YouTube channel. And uh, we'll bring you there uh, into our experience as well. Uh, Johnny Hoey on Twitter and uh, my movie pod, just like the movies. Um, we're putting out our episode on Airheads uh, either today or tomorrow. Uh, James. Uh, you can find me on Twitter and Instagram at Myra Trunks. And Bad Batch Reaction Show is officially over, so not there anymore. <laughs> but, you did such a good job. But Great go check job. out the final episode because I ended up talking for like 18 minutes. And it that was, was a long one. Probably yeah. one of the easiest that I've ever done because sometimes I'm like, what do I want to talk about? How do I want to say this? And like it just all flowed out on the final episode. I was like, here we go, guys. That was a wild episode. And I'm going to talk about it and potential season three stuff. What do we know? What's coming in celebration? So go check that out if you haven't yet. Relieve or do you miss it? Um, I mean, there definitely is a relief when it comes to like the production that goes into it and like the work or whatever. But like, I would obviously still want the show to keep going on. I would still want to watch another episode every week. Maybe season three. Maybe. Yeah. Yeah. Um, all right, Lacey. People can find me on Twitter and Instagram at Lacey Gillerin and on TikTok at it's Lacey Gillerin. Uh, probably in the next couple days eating lots of meat pies and fish and chips because. Ugh, I'm all about it. Yum. Uh, I get one pie. That's for sure. Oh, jeez. Um, and then you could also check me out on my Mandalorian watch alongs, which have been happening every mid morning on Wednesdays for the Mandalorian on Patreon only. So uh, if you want to watch a 
very raw <laughs> watching experience of me half asleep. Uh, enjoy. Yeah. But I'm very excited to see everybody this week. So everybody yeah. that's going to celebration, I can't wait to see you. Please don't be nervous about saying hi. Please say who you are when you come up to me. Like say your name. I guarantee I'll know who you are if you just say, hey, I'm so-and-so. Because it just it kicks off the conversation a little better. I know I I have to practice myself, so uh, I can't wait to see everybody. Very excited. Yeah, and we're we're gonna schedule some meetups at the convention uh, aside from our panel and stuff. So I know some people don't have Sunday tickets, but we're gonna do some other meetups and fun stuff like that. And yeah, if you spot us, come say hi. We're very easy to get along with and hang out with. So hope to see all you. And for everyone else, enjoy the news that comes out. And we'll see right. you. Uh, we're not sure when we're going to put out another formal episode, but we'll be putting content out at Celebration. So hopefully that holds you over. But we'll see you next time right here on the Resistance Broadcast. We'll see you around, kids.